0: What makes Hockey Day Minnesota one of the most unique experiences in the state of hockey? We ask Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties podcast that, plus a look at the schedule changes for the Minnesota Wild in the month of February, all coming up today on Locked On Wild. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. Free and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's available anytime you want to listen to your podcast. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we preview Hockey Day, Minnesota with Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down to Beauties podcast. And we'll talk about the schedule tweaks that will fill up the Wilds month of February quite full. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Wild. My name is Seth Topal, the host with the most, here for a Thursday edition of the show. And we're joined by friend of Lockdown Wild, Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Which I'm going to tell everybody listening right now: if you don't listen to the Bar Down Beauties podcast, what are you doing? Uh, Jesse and Alexis do some great things with the show. Jesse, welcome back.
1: Well, thanks. It's a, it's about time, right? It's sad though. <laughs> I'm glad to catch up with you. The the host with the most. You did you dub yourself that?
0: I uh, literally just did that today.
1: I like it. I like it. You know what? It's, it's confident. And it works. It's true too. So that's important.
0: Appreciate that. Yeah. I just trying to kind of shake it up a little bit, you know, 2022 in full swing. And so just trying to, uh, trying to get people to double take while they're listening in the car or wherever they're at. So I um, love it. Hockey day, Minnesota, a uh, staple in the state of hockey for uh, a nice showcase of uh, high school hockey, college hockey, and the NHL all throughout the state. Uh, So we're going to break that down today and look forward to some of the big things coming up this weekend. But first, Jesse, I have to ask, since I know you've gone, uh, I'm sure, several times to Hockey Day Minnesota, what's your favorite moment from any Hockey Day Minnesota that you have attended?
1: Favorite moment? I mean, that's tough, right? Because each year there's always something. There really is. I mean whether you go obviously wild and all the Minnesota magic that happens there Zach Breezy, Nate Prosser, Matt Dumball scoring on Hockey day. Um, my favorite moment would it may because it's most recent because I don't remember much you know back five years ago I would say uh Minneapolis hockey day Minnesota which I believe was 2019 2020 maybe um, at uh, at Breck there and I had just flown in from, orlando so i had a and this was when it was very very cold in minneapolis like it's always been cold on hockey day but it was like well below zero so i had gone from like 80 degrees in orlando and literally landed and drove to the school in hockey day minnesota so i had an 80 degree change easily i think i had a flat tire too it was a whole mess of of chaos and then not only did i work the hockey day went home and changed and went to the wild game that day so it was quite quite a long day but it was a really great experience. Um, I mean, as always, there's every year there's just something that's screams special about it. I mean, this year they've expanded it a little bit more from just one day, which will be pretty cool though too. I mean, make it a whole festivity of things. So, um, looking forward to another great year. But yeah, every year something something epic happens.
0: You look at the the elements that make Hockey Day Minnesota such a unique experience. Obviously, the Wild had the Winter Classic this year too. But I think one of the things that just makes it such a statewide event is that you have the different host sites, and everybody does it up a little different. I had a chance to go to the one in St. Cloud, and uh, they had it right down on Lake George, right across mm-hmm. from uh, from downtown. It was just it was unbelievable. But I'm sure th- there are little tweaks and little elements that every city that hosts, Brings to the table just to try to show, hey, we're part of this state and we bring something unique to the uh, hockey scene.
1: Exactly. I mean, this is the first time that they're heading south out of the cities too. In 16 years, they've never been to southern Minnesota. Um, So pretty big deal for Mankato. Shout out to them for really securing that because that's going to be an event in itself. They get to showcase and highlight what southern Minnesota hockey is all about. Everyone is so fast to think of up north hockey when they think of outdoors, right? And, And that's fair. I mean, the tradition is very rich there as well, but it is. It's nice to see it expand across the state now with Mankato getting this. Um, so it should be fun. I know they sent out those cozy kits, Seth and I, you and I were talking about that earlier, and they had Mankato Brewing in there as one of them and Fairbowl Wool Company too, you know, different little pieces of Southern Minnesota to to really help bring that alive. So it is. it is, it's pretty cool for those communities. It's very special for those communities. I mean, Hockey in Minnesota is special, and, you know, some people I don't think realize this, and I'm so close to Minnesota hockey, so I'm I'm woven into that, but it's special because it's very community-based. Community-based, and the way that kids grow up in their association and within their community doesn't happen outside of Minnesota. Kids go off and play for different tri- AAA teams and travel all across, so, I mean, hockey here really is about the community and representing your community so that's what makes it special and that's why hockey day celebrates the teams and the sport of hockey but it also celebrates that city and so it's a great honor to be a host city like mankato is this year
0: well you know one of the other things that i think makes this such a unique event is that it's not just something where it's like okay it's the month of january we got hockey day coming up in three weeks so we got to get everything ready no this is like (laughs) this is year-round preparation from these host cities like they get the announcement that they're going to be the host, and like any big events on a scale of, say, the Super Bowl or, or anything like that, you're getting stuff ready to go. You're trying to figure out, okay, where are people going to go? What are they going to do? All these things make it so that, you know, that host city, it's like, this is a chance for us to say, come enjoy, come see what we have to offer, come see what we contribute to uh, the state of Minnesota.
1: Exactly. And unfortunately, Mankato's had to wait two years to uh, have their day of glory, right? Because obviously COVID shut that down and switched things up. So they moved to the Oval in Roseville last year for a similar hockey day, Minnesota effect. But yeah, I mean, you want people to enjoy your town, you know, like I said, come check out the brewery, go check out these different things that make Mankato special. In addition to hockey, you know, they've got Um, obviously division one hockey playing too, which is going to be very exciting. You've got your alumni games. I mean, you'll have plenty of stuff going on at Blakely stadium and at the outdoor rink, but then yeah, go check out the city, go check out the town. I know I'm actually heading down there for just maybe like the second or third time ever in my life. I haven't been down there since I was in college. Can't say I've grown up much since then. So I'm very (laughs) much looking forward to checking out that scene and, uh, for Mankato to show me what they've got.
0: And, you know, it's funny as we'll talk about after the break, It just so happens that Mankato's college hockey team is doing pretty good this year. So uh, a perfect opportunity for fans who haven't seen a chance to see them play up close to uh, get a look at that. But we will talk about some of the matchups, some of the teams that are part of Hockey Day Minnesota. Oh, and first opportunity for the Minnesota Wild to take on the Chicago Blackhawks in a couple of years. So we'll talk about all of that with Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties podcast Next, here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our push towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action you will find for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive 50% off on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code locked On to get things started. The NFL playoffs underway. The NBA, college basketball, the NHL, boxing, and UFC all in full swing. Plus, they have everything down to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where... The game starts continuing today's episode of locked on wild. And again, thank you for making locked on wild your first listen every day. As we did in the open, make sure you are checking out the bar down beauties podcast. Great content from Jesse and Alexis and producer Fred can't forget. Want to make sure we get the whole crew in there. (laughs) Uh, Jesse, not only do the wilds play the second of a back to back with the Chicago Blackhawks to Finish up the festivities. But as we talked about, the uh, Mankato State, Minnesota State University hockey team is playing pretty good. And they will host St. Thomas, who is uh, making the jump to D1 this year for the first time. So this coincides perfectly with a chance for a lot of people to see one of the best hockey teams in the country uh, this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Mike Hastings and and company who has really... I don't want to say turned that program around, but really highlighted that program, showcased that program. I mean, I think this week was the first time in quite some while that they were not number one in the college hockey rankings based on USA Hockey. I think Quinnipiac snuck on in there, but um, Minnesota State is is playing absolutely tremendous. You guys saw it last year a little bit, a little uh, you know unfortunate luck on, on their end, but Ryan Sandlin, who's down in Mankato, beat his dad this year, and everyone knows how powerful UMD is has been, is, and, and continues to be. So it's nice to see uh, Minnesota State really, again, putting Southern Minnesota hockey on the map just as well, too. I just I think you've had some phenomenal players come out of that program, too. David Backus, Ryan Carter, who've gone on to NHL careers, but plenty of other really successful guys, too. Dryden McKay in uh, net, absolutely fantastic, too. So it's going to be a great showcase. And, you know, I love that St. Thomas is getting the love, too. You know, good for them jumping up to D1. Hasn't been that great of a year for them, but that's to be expected. It's going to be growing pains for a little bit until they can start getting the right players in the system and start trying to figure out things. I mean, it's not easy to go from the Mayak to Division One, right? I mean, it's 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 a, it's a struggle to say the least. But uh, no, good for them. That should be really exciting, and yeah, a good appetizer before the eight PM game. Uh, at, up in St. Paul against the Chicago
0: Blackhawks. And, and before we get there, uh, obviously on the high school side of things, plenty of games going on both Friday and Saturday as well. A chance to see Mankato East and Mankato West. And then on Saturday, you get uh, some girls hockey in Andover, Andover, Andy Dinah, And then on the boys' side, East Grand Forks and Prior Lake. So some great high school matchups as well. Uh, and so, you know, you can go all the way down you know, to that high school level, you get a full slice of everything over the weekends. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And and like we mentioned, it starts on Wednesday too, with hockey for her, I believe is what they're calling it. So you've got the Mankato East West rivalry there for those, for the girls side of things as well. So, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's fun. It gives you a little peek at, uh, possible state tournament matchups, anybody who's watched girls high school hockey knows Andover and Diana doesn't get any better than those two squads duking it out. So that should be a lot of fun. And East Grand Forks really coming up on the scene, Prior Lake as well um, in Class A. So it's, it's going to be some good matchups, going to be some good hockey. And all around, it's just going to be fun to have a day, a couple days now of just straight hockey. I mean, going back to you, it asked me my favorite memory. I think my favorite memory is the very first year of Hockey Day went out to the bar with my parents and my brothers, and we were just so excited that hockey was going to be on from start to finish. Like we were like, what is this? Like it was just <laughs> a really cool feeling, right? Like you were just so amped. It truly was a holiday. Um, so, I mean, it's just a time to celebrate. So, like I said, grab some buddies. I know now people have their own rinks outside too, I think. So if the weather permits and you've got the, got the gear, get on out there and, and celebrate the sport that we uh, we so cherish in the state.
0: Silver lining, I don't think it's going to be as cold as the winter classic. So <laughs> people should have a good time out there. You won't have to wear the full ice fishing getup unless you want to. But um, yes. yeah, it should be a, a great weekend. And Chicago coming to town on Saturday. This is the first time that uh, I think the Wild have played the Blackhawks since before COVID which just seems so bizarre because you look at the history of these two teams over the last five, 10 years, they have butted heads a lot and Chicago playing better coming into this matchup, but it is definitely a different season for the Blackhawks than they've been used to.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just going to say, do wild fans, do they still hate Chicago? Like, is that still (laughs) a thing? Can you, I mean, it feels like it's been forever. Has that rivalry kind of diminished? And, And like you said, Chicago, I will admit I have predicted Chicago to be a sneaky good team. They have not been a sneaky good team. They've been a sneaky, terrible team and not just, I mean, just terrible. Um, But you're right. They've been playing a little bit better as of late. Should be a game that is very winnable for Minnesota if Minnesota plays the way that they can. But should be fun. I mean, a home and home back to back. Uh, They'll be in Chicago on Friday night. So you'll get your first look there. I mean, it's a young team, too. They've got some really capable young players there. Alex Tabrinkit, obviously, everyone knows him. And you still have... Taves and Kane, and you've got those guys who are on the veteran side of things, but um, no, it it should be good. Minnesota gets some of their key players back coming up Friday. It sounds like Jared Spurgeon will probably be back on Saturday. Um, So, you know, things things are looking up, and again, they've played well without these key guys, so imagine what's possible with their return. So, hopefully... Uh, get the best of Chicago in both games, uh, minimally get the best of them at home on hockey
0: day. Well, in the wild, were a phantom goal away from uh, maybe coming away with their fourth win in a row. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I talked about it um, on Tuesday in yes, it was a weird thing that happened, but I don't know. The wild scored like 15 seconds later. So it's hard yeah. for me. It's hard for me to point to that and say that was an instance in which like the, The outcome of the game was determined because empty net magic. Yeah, they did it again. Every time.
1: Every time. No, I mean, I think with me on that, right. It's the rule. The rule needs to change and you need to change that because clearly, yes, any person that looks at, of course, the puck's over the line. It's in as bad. It's over the line. But the rule doesn't say that. The rule says you have to clearly see the puck over the line. And if you can't see the puck, then that's fine. So I think that's where it gets so gray and blurry, right? Like, well, you can't see the puck, but you know, the puck's there, but you know what they say when you uh, assume things, right? So you just, uh, it's, yeah, it's silly. And it is, it's a bummer to think like, well, what if they hadn't scored and they, would they still have pulled the goalie? And would you have still have uh, Kirill got the goal and would they have won in, in regulation? Who knows? But, um, still a hard earned point. I got to give it to him. I mean, well-deserved people talk about stealing points. That wasn't stolen. That was well, well-earned, well-deserved. Had they, uh, and you know, I always say this too about goals, he had played better in the first period. Wouldn't be in that situation anyway. Where that goal again wouldn't have mattered. Hopefully, so they gave, gave him one. Give give McKinnon one. He's all right. Yeah, and uh, you know, move on. It's it's like that own goal karma coming back to us, right? So there you go.
0: Exactly. I I like to use the term. It was it, it was mentioned that it had been borrowed. The point had when it when they found out that it was gone. It's like, yeah. hey, did you borrow such and such? Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot to tell you about it. Like, not stolen away, just, oh, yeah, I borrowed it. I borrowed it. Um, the Wild have announced the schedule changes that I think we were all waiting to see happen. And so uh, we will finish up today's episode of Locked on Wild by looking at those schedule changes. More to come with Jesse Pierce after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Seth Topol joined by Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And Jesse, the schedule changes to fill up the Olympic break have happened. The Wild now have seven games that have been added to the month of February. Um, And uh, three of those are at home. They go the 8th, the 12th, the 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th, 22nd. Uh, were you surprised that they were able to get all of these games into the month of February or was that kind of the, was that the plan all along?
1: I mean, it does kind of feel like that was because it worked out pretty perfect. I think of the 98 postponed games, 93 or 95 of them, something like that. were able to be made up between that Olympic break from between the seventh and the 16th there. So that's. Um, It works in the favor of the NHL. Good for them making it work. I know I'm happy because I get to get back to work and I get to scoop up that money from those games that were lost. So (laughs) that will be nice. Um, You know, I'm sure players don't want to go to Cabo or anything like that. They'd probably rather be. No. playing their games but no I think it works out perfectly it lines up great because I know the NHL next year wants to get back on to their regular schedule and they don't want to keep pushing everything back and going deep into the summer um you know because players have lives everyone wants to do different things too so it works out really really nice um you know it's it's jamming them in there for sure the wild didn't get too bad of a shakeout but I'm sure other teams did you know especially up in Canada because Canada was kind of the problem per se but yeah no, it's it's great that they're all locked in there and uh, I'm ready to get going. Let's get the season moving.
0: Absolutely. I think I saw a tweet that the Wild will play their final 40 games in 77 days, I <laughs> think is the math. And so, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's going to yeah. be a little bit of a uh, a gauntlet to run. But, and this was a point that I tried to hammer home through all of these postponements, is that it is a game that Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, Jewel Eriksson, everybody will have a chance to play in. So, yes, it's going to make the schedule way more frantic, but the Wild have a better opportunity to be at full strength in pretty much all those games.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the point being taken just the past two weeks. Kirill Kaprizov misses just one game. He missed, like, several days, but he misses one game. And Jewel Eriksson has been out for how long? Even now with COVID, hasn't missed that much time. So, I mean, it's definitely nice to not have to play games down players, especially players like that. So that'll be, you know, absolutely fantastic to give them a little bit more time. Now, obviously, when you're crunching that many games into a short amount of time, you're hoping that bumps and bruises and injuries can heal quickly come March and April, right? But I think also the other thing about having, you know, that condensed schedule, it's not only great to get back to playing, but the playoffs, unless you're looking at a sweep right out the bat, Playoffs are very much go, 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 right? You're not getting time to rest up. You're not getting time for that. So, you know, hopefully the Wild took their, their full opportunity to do that the past couple weeks here because it is going to be, like you said, a sprint to the end uh, and until the, season's, the regular season's over.
0: Well, and as we've seen over this stretch with uh, all these players out, is that uh, if the Wild do have somebody that gets um, banged up, Um, During some point of this stretch and then Marcus Foligno uh, retaliates uh, in some sort of fashion. The depth is ready to step in and uh, and fill that void and now with the taxi squad as well. uh, It's not going to be a problem to bring players up if needed uh, to fill in some crucial voids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone's quick to point out, obviously, Matt Boldy, so seamlessly transitioned, and I've been on the Boldy train since he was drafted, Um, love the kid. But also look at guys like Connor Dewar, who I think is really, really impressed as well, right? I mean, the depth, we saw the depth in all four lines before injuries, but now with injuries, you're seeing the youthful depth, and again, We're all excited about the future, all excited about the prospects, but to see these guys jump in and be ready to play and to get some of those wins against Washington, against Boston, um, it just, it bodes really, really well. And uh, like I said, there's only like one area in the wild that I'm like a little nervous about, but I won't get into it if you don't want me to.
0: Oh no, I think we've got, uh, I think we've got (laughs) some time. If you want to elaborate a little bit on the one spot, that has you uh, concerned with this team? Uh, do tell. Do tell.
1: I'll say. I'll say the the goaltending situation. Still, I'm not sold. I know everyone's. Oh, but Capo has played great, and he did the same thing last year when Cam Talbot was hurt and when he was out in COVID protocol. Capo actually did come in and played lights out, and that is something you want to see. Now, the problem that I've had since the very beginning of the season, season my friends, is that I don't believe Cam Talbot is a number one sure thing starter. I think Capo needs to get more games than what he was going to be provided the opportunity to. Because as we've seen, if Capo doesn't have the confidence, he's shaky at best. And Cam Talbot, I just don't think has it in him to play 70% of the games. Because as we've seen, injury happens. And it's just, it's hard, especially now you're looking at March and April. How are you going to split that? There's back to backs. And are you going to go 50-50 now? Or what do you do? Um, And I just, I don't know that this is the tandem to get you through to the promised land. Now don't forget you can still make some moves and maybe some tweaks maybe some trades here and there but that's my concern. My partner Alexis Pearson would disagree but she's wrong so (laughs) leave it at that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, when I clip this, uh, she may have a chance for a rebuttal. So um, we'll just <laughs> she'll
1: have one, I'm sure.
0: We'll just leave that option out there. Uh, before we let you go, Jesse, and again, thank you so much for the time here today. Um, just give us a little bit of the uh, elevator pitch for New Voice Studios, a venture that uh, that you, Alexis, and producer Fred, all are co-running. And uh, you know, I've had a chance to see a lot of what you uh, guys are putting out there in the services that you offer. I think it's great. And so just uh, just tell the listeners out there who may be in the podcast world and might need a little bit of assistance, how they can get it.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a new venture. We actually obviously created Bardown Beauties together, and we said, hey, let's do this with other things too. So we're also helping produce podcasts, helping with social media, helping with marketing, kind of really leveraging all of the talents and, and experience that Alexis, Fred, and I have together, which includes video, audio, writing, broadcasting, all of that, all of your needs, all of your media needs um, put into one. So we're certainly looking for clients, whether you want to start a podcast, whether you need help marketing your your brand or yourself or your business, um, we are here to assist that. And, and storytelling too at the heart of it all because storytelling really is, the best marketing that you can do and we love to capture those stories whether it be through video podcasting or writing so certainly hit us up new voice studios locally based but willing to travel as well so let us know we're here for you
0: it's the best jesse you are the best thank you for the time that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of locked on wild so now that your first listen of the day is done head to the Bardown on beauties podcast if i didn't tell you to do so already Make sure to check out the latest episode from the beauties here this week and uh, make sure to check out Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts as well as all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We got them all covered and uh, we've got you covered with content every day of the week. So make sure to stay tuned as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.